Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today, hour number two of our show here on SportsGrid. If you're watching here on YouTube, this is the second hour post of the show. But if you're watching, of course, on Pluto TV, Zumo TV, or Stir, or even at SportsGrid.com, thanks so much for tuning in. And Joe, all of our draft coverage from the weekend, all of the reactions, all of the commentary can all be found at SportsGrid.com mm-hmm. and, of course, over on our YouTube channel. So the draft doesn't just end when it did on Saturday. We still continue not only to talk about it on this show, but people can go back and watch as the picks happen. Yeah, that's right. And there was uh, a lot of excitement there. It didn't start. It looked like it was going to be a little chalky, and uh, there wasn't going to be a whole lot going on. It, you know, you didn't get a whole lot of trades in the top half of the board, and, hell, Miami just sat there and got the quarterback that they were tanking for. So it did pick up, though, in the latter half of the first round. And what did you do during the draft? I um I was uh, behind. I was the uh, technical directing. Did you make address. it to the air at all? Uh, no, I did not make it to the air. <laughs> the plan was originally for me to. I uh, remember that. Yeah. I was gonna make it on the air. I was gonna do a, a couple of uh, a couple of teams, and it was quite obvious uh, that uh, the work behind the scenes was not going to allow me to make it to the air. And uh, I'm not gonna lie, it was a whirlwind. I didn't know who was drafted, when was drafted. Uh, a lot more going on behind the scenes. So hats off to the NFL people, by the way, that uh, went ahead and navigated through 50 players and all the coaches and owners. And, yeah, I had uh, eight of you guys, and I was going out of my mind. So it was I, a lot of fun. Yeah, I, it was a good time. Yeah, it was, it was fun for me to pop yep. in. and um, I, I simply just did the Dolphins picks. And yep. I actually was able to scoop a few you picks. You were nailed them all. You really did. I, I was. Yep. I just couldn't pronounce the guy's name at Auburn. Yeah, but you Auburn. knew it. Yes, but you knew him. Exactly. Yes. Also, great picks, and and your whole Miami Dolphin uh, take on everything was actually, even before the announcements happened, uh, you were right on top of it. Most of that, except for, um, well, I mean, except for the running back situation, but they they did, Mm -hmm. uh, they did, like like you do a fantasy draft, Joe, they did plan on taking Dobbins, and Uh, and the Ravens took them the pick before. Yep, and and then they pivoted, and that's why they ended up with Matt Breida. Yep, you were all over that. I mean, you were you were calling the running back in that situation, but like you said, Matt Breida comes in there, makes total sense now how they approached it. Uh, if they would have gotten Swift, they probably wouldn't pull the trigger. On oh, him. I agree, or Dobbins, or, or anyone Dobbins. else. Yeah, but right. yeah, look, Breida, I, I happen to like Breida a lot, but. The reality is, is, and I got to be fair because I've, I've had him in a dynasty league. He just okay. gets, he doesn't stay on the field. No. I mean, he just gets it's a great fill-in guy. You know what I mean? He just he, gets he's hurt a yeah. lot. Just, yeah. So, but they have Howard in him. It's not sexy. It's not fun. But uh, look, running backs are easier to come by. Right. Uh, I don't. You know, I think I, I don't think the Dolphins have the worst running back situation in the NFL going into the year. But I would say it's probably bottom five too. Like it's yeah, it's not great. It's not going to be great. Right. But I, I do like Breed a lot. Maybe him going into a free agent year will produce a little bit more for him. Um, but I've had him in fantasy two years ago, and yep. I, I I follow him very closely. But Every time he seems to, and he, when he carries the ball, he gets a lot of it. But every time there's like this nagging leg injury, and then he misses three games, or he misses two games, and yep. Miami's going to have to be a little careful with him. But uh, but we'll see. All right, we hit on running backs, by the mm-hmm. way, in the first hour of the show. So if you're watching all two hours, just hit that rewind button, and you can go right back to all the rookie running backs that we talked about from a fantasy perspective. But for this segment, what we're going to do is knock out the wide receivers in fantasy for 2020 based on the value that they have. Now, I have C.D. Lamb at the top. This is obviously based on Dak Prescott being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, so I do want to say that. But, Joe, I don't think that any receiver, maybe outside of Rieger, landed in a better spot than C.D. Lamb did. It's just, do I think he's the best of all these names here? Probably not. But I got to tell you, Joe, I mean, in that Dallas offense where they just throw and throw and throw some more, I know Zeke gets his his meals, but I think Lamb on the other side of Cooper is going to be an absolute monster. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I I don't see – that to me was maybe one of the the biggest shock uh, in the top 20 was the fact that 
uh, Jerry Judy fell to 15 and that Jerry and company sat there with the 17th pick. It was a classic case of there is no way we thought he was going to be here. Right. And the fact that he's there means we've got to go. I thought Simmons falling was completely out of control to another situation with the Cardinals, probably not thinking that they were going to go defense, but uh, the guys available on the board and CeeDee Lamb, did you need wide receiver? Not really. Can you pass up the talent of a CeeDee Lamb? Oh, hell no. So, all right, Dak, you want to get paid. You do realize that anything short of 60 points a game and a Super Bowl now is going to Seriously. be an object failure in Dallas, right? I mean, everyone was trying to pull Gallup in last year yeah. or other different wide receivers saying that they could, they're going to have a great wide receiver too. They have yeah. one now. They this, do. This kid is there to play. And yep. they don't have a fantastic tight end situation either. No. So, I mean, it, it's really wide open, I think, for Lamb to yep. be able to have a monster season. Um, and, and, and listen, that's going to help. Uh, it, that's going to help um, their, the guy they just gave $100 million to and Amari Cooper as well. That's going to help for him sure. too because for sure. the more dynamic this kid is, the more attention he'll get. And, you know, Amari could find himself in a lot of one-on-one -on -one situations. Yep. And, and even if he disappears in games. So Especially in the big games in the fourth quarter. You can count on it, man. Maybe C.D. Lamb is the answer. All right. Well, we've talked, you know, for a month now. I mean, Jalen Rager is my favorite wide receiver in the whole draft. I was so happy. to. I mean, he. I think he's going to be the best of all of them. Yep. He was unbelievable at TCU in a horrible offense where he was the featured guy and everybody knew it was coming. And he lands in a very similar situation, I think, than Lamb, if not better. Now, right. you know, Rigger's not 6'5". You know, maybe that's the only difference here. But, I mean, what if Carson Wentz, imagine him throwing to Steve Smith? I mean, that's what this is right here, Joe. That's like, correct. There's a chance that this guy is 100 catches right out of the box yep. this year and 8 to 10 touchdowns. Now, again, near the end zone. You know, there could be another option there. Some six-foot-five big dude there. They still have Zach Ertz. Let's not forget about that. Right. But he's the immediate wide receiver one on Philadelphia yeah, this year. Yeah, And he's got good speed. I mean, he's not a burner. Yeah. He's not a rush, right. but he's got good speed. And you know what? He's got a nose for the ball. He, he gets, gets the ball in his hands. He makes things happen. And anytime you can be a reliable and I mean, you know, you need a third and four, you need that four yards. If this is a, a, the kind of kid that he can turn out to be, that kind of player for Philadelphia and Jalen Hurts, I mean, Carson Wentz, um, I think it's going to work out great for him. I think they nailed it uh, at number 21 there with uh, with Rieger, a guy that you were all over all I week. Love, you really yeah. liked him a lot. Yeah, and it, and the, and you could, you could still get plus money on him being in the first round as of like a week ago, yep. too. Yep. I was really happy to see that one. Um, in terms of rugs, I mean, this was your call. I was very surprised here. I, I'm I'm not going to be as bullish in fantasy because I just I'm just a little uncertain as to how the Raiders are going to use him. And again, they took another wide receiver a little bit later in the draft as well, and they also took Lynn Bowden, who we're going to talk about here as well. So I, I'm not sure what Ruggs' numbers are going to end up at the end of the season. But even though he was the first wide receiver taken, Joe, I don't think he's going to be the best fantasy wide receiver this year. Do you? No, uh, I don't think he will. I, um, the question is, listen, we know he can take the top off. A eh? This kid is going to be a home run guy. All right. I, and this, I think this has a lot more. And I know they were making it seem like it was the ghost of Al Davis. This has got more to do with Tyreek Hill's influence than anything else. They play in the same division as Tyreek Hill. They know what, how ridiculous it is to try to defend uh, against him, somebody that can just do what he does. That's what he does. He is either going to have three touchdowns or, you know, or he's going to have much. 12 yeah. yards. It's going to yeah. be feast or famine with him, I think. Um, but he is so quick. He is so... He is that kind of player that defenses are going to have to pay a whole lot of attention to him, which is why I would spend more time looking at those other wide receivers because there's going to be a lot of attention paid to Henry, yeah. you know, Henry Ruggs now. Yeah, they don't have a prototypical one. Tyrell Williams was that guy last year in their right. tight end. Yep. Was they're really their best receiver in Waller. Yep. Uh, okay, uh, Jerry Judy, who was my – Probably my favorite just straight wide receiver outside of Rieger going into the right. draft. Landed in a horrible spot in Denver. Um, I don't know what to make of Drew Locke yet. They already have a receiver who's similar on the other side. Judy has more speed for sure, but I have not seen... I saw Locke a couple of times look really comfortable last year throwing 35 passes in a game. 
but they seem like a running team to me, Joe. I just, I didn't love the fit here. I really wanted to end the draft and have Judy to Minnesota or have Judy to Oakland or Judy to Philly, put them at number one. Didn't happen, man. Just, yeah. I don't, I just don't love the spot here. Yeah. Listen, I love Judy, man. He is, to me, he's the best route runner in the draft. He is a guy who yards after catch. That is where he excels making guys miss, especially on that first level there. Um, to me, a Denver, if I'm looking at this, Denver again, you're looking at this, you're going, why is Judy still on the board? I, I mean, if yeah, you... They, they, I mean, that, that's part of it. I just, yeah. their offense on yes. Angio is so dull. They, yes. just, they run the ball, they take like 30 seconds and they run it again. And yep. and, yep. and if they're going to protect Locke like that again this year? Yeah. Well, you got, listen, Portland Sutton, now Judy. They ended up uh, going another wide receiver. Good tight ends, too. They They got some tight ends. Yeah, they. uh, this kid is going to make some noise, and he's certainly going to. I I think he is. And listen, if I'm Drew Locke, I could not be happier that the organization, who pretty much, you know, kind of prepped me to be the number one quarterback in the franchise, they're giving him weapons. Like, they're actually building weapons around him, which is, and Elway knows this, the right thing to do. If you're going to give him an opportunity to succeed, you better put players like Jerry Judy around him. Yeah. Uh, we, we end uh, the top five with Justin Jefferson. He just slit, uh, basically just goes right, right. into Stephon Diggs's role that he had last year. Right. Um, Diggs was okay last year. I think Jefferson will be okay. I think all of these names in two years are going yes. to be stars of the NFL. Yes. I uh, but I, I probably would stop with Judy as far as my tier one guys. I think Jefferson moves into another tier at that point. Uh, I don't think he's as NFL ready as the other four. Right. And I'm not sure that, I mean, even though he will be the rock solid wide receiver two on Minnesota, I think that there's going to be more looks for uh, Thielen, more looks for their tight end who they drafted the year before Irv Smith. I think Jefferson could have a good year, 40, 50 catches. I think that's reasonable, but I don't think he's a star uh, this year. Um, okay, yeah, it's all uh, going to depend on on the kind of year that that Cook that has cousins too. Had, yeah, yeah, and cousins so, too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not it's not a sure thing for me with right. with uh, with Jefferson. And by the way, he only came on really a lot last year when Burrow came on uh, last year too. Yeah. Um, okay, so T Higgins also landed in a phenomenal spot, but he's going to be predicated on Burrow having a really That's good year. Correct. So so mm-hmm. talk to me in two years about Higgins. I don't know that I want any of these guys. I mean, listen, it is very deep with dynasty guys. I think that I could get all of these names that you're seeing here are dynasty first round picks in fantasy. And, yes. and we and we may very well in two years be talking about stars here. Yep. But Joe, um, Higgins to the Bengals, great if, if, of course, Burroughs is good. If, I think it's important for A.J. Green to stay. I don't want Higgins to be the number one guy on, yeah. on Cincinnati this year, if that's the case. Yeah, I think uh, it works out great for him, too, because if you're T. Higgins, you get to sit, you know, you get to you get the partner on the other side of the field hopefully. with one of the game greats with A.J. Hope- Green. So I think it's, it's good. For, he's 6'4". He's that big bodied. I mean, he'll be, if he works out, then you did, you were able to find the replacement for A.J. Green and have a superstar number one wide receiver. That's fantastic. Uh, it works out good for everybody. Yeah. And then it gets really interesting, and, and there'll be some flyers on a look from San Francisco. Of mm-hmm. course, they really don't have a number one wide receiver, so he kind of fits into their profile. But, but yep. Jimmy G is not, you know, they're a running team. So right. fantasy-wise, I don't know that you're ever going to see that great value there. Uh, Pittman is... You know, a dynamic player, but again, you know, T.Y. Hilton is the main guy, and when T.Y. Hilton is healthy, Pittman is always going to be the number two there, but if yeah. you look at Zach, Zach Pascal's numbers last year, they were pretty good, but really good without T.Y. Hilton, and then the throwing for Indianapolis has to be somewhat of a question mark going into the season as well. Yeah, and uh, then, perfect compliment to T.Y. Hilton yeah. on that team. Perfect and, compliment. And then we get to the one that I have probably higher than some others, because this guy, Claypool, I think is going to play a lot. I mean, uh, Juju has not proven that I don't think that he's a number one guy. He also wasn't healthy. Yeah. Anytime they get near the goal line, they're going to be thrown to this huge dude on on Pittsburgh. So uh, maybe I should even have Claypool a little bit higher. But I, I think this is more of an intriguing pick for me because I think the touchdown numbers are going to be higher for him than some of the others. Yeah, it's it's I'm so confused with, uh, with when it comes to Pittsburgh. I just don't know. What we're going to have with a 38-year-old quarterback there, yeah, I think Ben I Roethlisberger, that lost a year, are they going to rely more on the running game? Is there going to be a situation where 
Um, all right, the hell with the running game. They're just going to unleash Big Ben and drop back and keep him in the shotgun and, and keep him away from getting hit. I, I just I don't know what to make on him, but I thought that was great value for the guy in the third round, that's for sure. And then we cap off with Denzel Mims, yes. who I think, uh, you know, again, will have a nice chance this year to be a, you know, 40, 50 catch guy, five, yep. 600 yards, four or five touchdowns, maybe start for you occasionally in fantasy. But two years from now, Mims could really be special player. Yes. And I think that that's, you know, again, when you're looking at guys like that, you're looking more at the dynasty format, but certainly he'll be drafted in a yes. fantasy league. Yeah. And listen, the uh, the Jets, lit, but they knew we were going to go wide receiver, but of they course. opted to yeah. start with the, you know, offensive line first, and then uh, they kind of even moved down, I think, and and still were able to grab a talent like Mims out of uh, out of Baylor, who I think could very well be, like you said, this could be a uh, a long time that combination of, uh, of, sure. of Mims there with Sam Darnold. So it takes some time. It, it will. Some time. It, it will. Okay. And again, who the hell knows what Adam Gaze? But at least they didn't <laughs> screw the draft up. And uh, real quick, here's the the uh, best of the rest for me. Uh, Van Jefferson, I saw play at Florida for a long mm -hmm. time. They basically replaced Cooks with Jefferson. Right. Uh, you know, a little bit, you know, it's it's going to be a work in progress here, I think, for Jefferson. So only sort of a handcuff here. Woods gets hurt. Maybe you're lucky you have him. K.J. Hamler for Denver, I'm not interested in all, at all. Uh, Chenault on Jacksonville, I'll have no fantasy interest at all this year. And, you know, he, the quarterbacking is not going to be great. The offensive line is not going to be great. They right. have capable wide receivers there as well. The, the quarterbacking, Joe, in Washington is not great, but that was a nice pickup on Gibson yes. maybe in two years. And then Lynn Bowden is, I mean, there's a chance Lynn Bowden's better than all these guys. There's a chance Lynn Bowden is better than the other five guys that we saw. Like, I, I don't know what their plan is with him, but he was unstoppable, Joe, at Kentucky. Like, he was the best guy on the field all the time. I don't know what what to make of that with Oakland. I mean, is there a chance Lynn Bowden is going to be quarterbacking for for uh, for Oakland some, and and Carr comes out on occasion? If that's the case, there's some fantasy interest in him. I just don't so. know what their plan is with him, but I got to put him on this list here because yep. I saw this kid play there, and he may not have won the Heisman or come close, but you couldn't stop this guy. I mean, he was throwing it, catching it, doing everything. Having a guy that can take the top off the defense like Ruggs is going to give opportunities like Lynn Bowden, going to give him a whole lot of opportunities to gain a whole lot of yards. You think you think he play quarterback at all? Why not? Gruden, I mean, you know, listen, Gruden's the quarterback whisperer, right? If he feels the kid uh, can, can contribute. Maybe some Wildcat stuff going on with him, you know? He's going to be behind center during, during training camp, I promise you that. Very yeah. interesting pick by the yep. Raiders, for sure. All right, uh, we will break off of our fantasy rookie conversation and do what we normally do and do our uh, historic stadium tour that continues next right here on fantasy sports today we've got a couple of more things to talk to you about especially quarterbacks and tight ends and their rankings but first let's hit on the historical view and we'll have that next right here on fantasy sports today on sports grid don't go away SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish, Joe Ranieri here with you on this Monday after the NFL Draft. And we thought that we would continue our stadium tour today, Joe, as we've been doing every day since the pandemic has started. And hopefully for some people who have never been to these stadiums before, this gives you a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look as to what the stadium was all about and who played in these stadiums. And uh, we continue doing that today with a couple of different ones. We'll go one college, one pro today joe here right. in the house so far we've done pretty good we've covered a uh we've covered, covered every the classics yeah absolutely yes. yep. classics are gone yes. more or less i guess this is the overrated uh now section of the program so okay ooh. you want to put it that way ooh. all right let's start off with uh, a college football southeastern conference stadium mm -hmm. and this one is in knoxville tennessee this yes. is neyland stadium opened up in 1921 home of the tennessee volunteers and uh, they love their football there, Joe. I mean, this is like, uh, you, you know, they live, breathe, eat, you know what, Tennessee football. 
And they've had a lot of great history, a lot of great players, a lot of historical moments. I got to tell you, though, I am shocked at what Tennessee football has looked like the last 20 years. Like, really. Like, I just, they have fallen behind so many other teams in the SEC. I mean, why did that happen? Like, why is Mississippi and Mississippi State and Vanderbilt and all these teams beating Tennessee on a regular basis? Now, there's some people that feel that Tennessee is now closer. And last year they made that step. But it has been a rough go of it with just coach after coach coming in and having yep. no success. And yet they're still putting some pretty good players in the NFL. It's amazing to me. I mean, they had for such a long time. And then some of these players on the list, you guys are probably going to be like, wow, they went to Tennessee. I mean, they have produced a number of NFL greats uh, over the years. But, man, it just, you know, the former days over there just seemed long gone. And everyone just. Uh, it's, they weren't even happy with him at the exactly. end. Exactly. So it's like, I, you know, they were. They're very picky. They're very overrated. It's like Texas. I put them in the same ballpark as Texas, is that everyone seems to think it was a fan of Tennessee, like they should be national champions every year or in the conversation. And it's like, you're not Florida. No, it's just, it's just it's sad. amazing. It's amazing to yep. me that they have, uh, that they've fallen so much. And again, last Crazy. year was finally a good year for them, but mm. it's, it's been a, Real big struggle losing yep. for them. But uh, they do have six college football championships. Yeah. And so uh, the most recent one, believe it or not, everybody thinks that, that oh, yeah, Peyton Manning won a championship at Tennessee, right? Mm. I mean, it's ironic to think that for four years, Joe, Peyton Manning played at Tennessee. Right. And then the year, the year he left, they won the championship. Yep. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Isn't crazy. that crazy? It's hard to, yeah, exactly. People correct. think that he won there because he was arguably one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time, and he did not. Nope. They ran into Peyton a, Manning, a roadblock. 0-4 against Florida. That's correct. Yeah, like I was saying, you're not – it is. But it was the year after, though, which is – The year after they ended up winning. All right, yes. so here's the iconic players Ooh. for Tennessee. Uh, I have never heard of a couple of these. But really? It's Let's important you got to, to bring in. Uh, Doug Atkins, I had never heard of him, but he's a College Football Hall of Famer and Heisman Trophy Award winner. So mm, okay. uh, got to have on him list. Yep, yep. Now, Condredge Holloway – uh, was the first African American college quarterback. Wow! So, in, of all time, so he, without a doubt, even though he probably wasn't a great player, absolutely needs to go on this list because that certainly means a lot. Right. Uh, some people feel Reggie White is the best defensive player oh, ever yeah. in the SEC, and Reggie White, yes, once upon a time did play at Tennessee, and then of course you have the best of all time, maybe the best college quarterback of all time, in Peyton Manning who, again, played four years at yep. Tennessee. No championship. He leaves. They win. And uh, I threw Jamal Lewis here. On there. I, I, and a lot of people don't realize Jamal Lewis. Well done. Maybe should be a Hall of Famer in the NFL. Rushed for over 10,000 yards and, and mm-hmm. was great as, as a volunteer as well. And so uh, that's the direction that I'm going here. Yeah, and and, and, and I know that they're probably you're looking for, like, sexier names. Right. But it hasn't been a great run for right. Tennessee. It just, yeah. ha- it just hasn't. I, and I don't know. I mean, maybe some of these guys did Witten play at that stadium? Because uh, uh, he did. Jason Witten had to be one of them. Eric Berry's another guy. Eric that, Berry uh, is there. Yeah. Uh, Willie Galt, I think, went to uh, Tennessee. I have Willie Galt. Yeah. They, they have uh, Arian Foster. Oh, is another guy that um, had some pretty good uh, running back. He wasn't days. that great at Tennessee. No. No, you don't think so. Yeah, he was a better pro player than he was at college. Absolutely. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I wow. think he played behind either Jamal Lewis or somebody else. It was he right around Travis Henry. How about, about T. Martin? T. T. Martin, you know, I almost put T. Martin on here for that one year yeah. that he led them to the championship. <laughs> but I couldn't pull the trigger. Uh, Johnny Majors, isn't Johnny he? Majors, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Johnny Majors, absolutely. Johnny Majors just yeah. missed out. Yep. Yeah. They've had some. I mean, they've had their share of uh of Schuller is another that had a great college career and then kind of crazy, man, when you think about it. Bill Bates from the old Cowboys there was uh they had a lot of them. Um James Stewart, I believe, also yep. another running back uh-huh. that went there. That, that uh, They've had some guys over the years that uh, you would think, especially when you put them all together in the eras that they were in, like they should have won championships every year. In the but, 70s and 80s, no doubt. But what happened in, What happened to the last don't, decade? No, <laughs> it's like Texas, the same thing. It's, well, the hype does not, you just, they're never going to live up to the hype around these teams. It's amazing. No Tennessee no. play. I, I can't even think of a great, I mean, I'm sure I'm missing somebody, but there just aren't. A lot. 
Casey Clawson? I, I don't know. You know, Ooh, like, well, oh, awesome. you, you, that's really bucked the barrel of it. Yeah. Not great, but look, no, great stadium to go to. I've been there. I saw Florida play Tennessee there. Yes. It's an awesome environment for sure. A yep. great place to watch college football. But like I said, when Tennessee's good at football, it's good for everybody. It's just hasn't happened a lot recently, but yep. they do have that championship to hang on to with T Martin. Way to go, T. Way to go. Great job. That's it. All right, now to the NFL, and not so much an iconic stadium as opposed mm-hmm. to maybe a look back at the history of one franchise, and it's you know sort of a short history, a 22, 23-year history, and we're going to knock out the Carolina Panthers today. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Bank of America Stadium, Charlotte, North Carolina. It used to be called Erickson Stadium. Did you ever have an Erickson phone? I did uh, back in the day. Wow, that's uh, yeah, one of the original uh, Ericsson's. Very nice. I never had an Ericsson phone. No, it was always that was right around that. Uh, they were in the flip phone era, right there. Yeah, they were. Remember, yeah. the Ericsson used to sponsor the tennis tournament in South Florida as well. Big time. Yep. Yeah, wow, but anyway, uh, the Panthers haven't won a Super Bowl. They of course went to one against Tom Brady. We know what happened there. And they opened up that stadium in 1996. Of course, they'll have a new coach this year. And as we talked about earlier in the show, the Carolina Panthers were one of the few teams in the history of the NFL to take all defensive players in the draft. That's this past. I mean, that is just crazy. What yeah. do you think? And uh, no, you hired yourself an offensive-minded head coach who now you crazy. decided to build up the defense after paying a running back more money than anybody else. Very strange. Very, it's going to be a long year. Yeah. be a long year for Carolina. All right, but in terms of iconic players, they do have some really strong ones here. Yes. Yes, and we'll do. start off with Steve Smith, mm-hmm. who you know, did more with less for his entire career in Carolina. And then with Baltimore at the end, he was unstoppable for yep. about four or five years. Probably ends up in the Hall of Fame, I think, eventually, too. Absolutely. Um, Thomas Davis is the best defensive player One in Carolina favorites. history yep. and played for a decade there at linebacker. Of course, uh, Cam Newton will probably be established at this point as the best Panthers player of mm-hmm. all time. Mm-hmm. Longer with the team. Luke Keekley ended up retiring, but I think the years he played will always be remembered. Not sure if he'll be a Hall of Famer because of the shortness of the career, but he was the best linebacker in the NFL. Absolutely. And then, of course, Julius Julius Peppers, who bounced around a little bit at the end, but inevitably the six or seven years that he played with Carolina, he was very dominant on the the defensive line. So those are the best players, and I can say this, in franchise history for the Carolina Panthers. Any others you want to throw in the mix here? Yeah, I mean they had some uh, they had some guys too that were just synonymous with them. I know that uh, uh, Mushin Muhammad was there yep. for a while time, a long time. Sam Mills was yep. there, um, so they did have their share of just all time uh, all time greats that hadn't been around for very long, but they certainly had their share. Jonathan Stewart, we just mentioned in Tennessee, ended up going there. Kevin Green played there for uh, a little Couple while years. at the end, yep. right? D'Angelo Williams. Uh, D'Angelo Williams would have been another one I uh, I certainly came up with. Charles Johnson. Uh, they've they've had their share of uh, and, and they usually played there for a while. Every time they they have been competitive for a long time. I mean, they really are pretty much in it every last year when the yep. wheels fell off in the second half was yep. the worst version of Panthers football we've seen exactly maybe since correct. they started. Yep. Do you remember who their quarterback was when they went to the Super Bowl? It was the uh, lefty, right? Former Jags, uh, wasn't it the uh, Jaguars? No, it was not Brunel, no. No, it wasn't. It was like Brunel, though. It was another one. No, right here. Wow, what was his name? He was was another flash in the pan. What was his name? Jake DeLone. Jake DeLone. That was it. He was a, yeah, another guy managed to carve out a pretty decent career for He did. He played a long time. He really did. I think he was playing like last year. He really is. He's done some great interviews too after a while about those, uh, about those teams, but kind of hard not to, uh, what is he? He's got to be in his mid forties now, somewhere around there. I, right? I'm going to say Jake DeLone. I'm going to look it up here. I don't want to get too close, but I'm going to say Jake DeLone was in the NFL recently. That could, well, he's got to be mid-40s, right? Maybe he was the XFL. He's 45 years old. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, he's got to be somewhere in the mid-40s now. Okay, Jake, Jake, DeLome. Jake DeLome retired in 2011. Eight years ago. So, all right. That's, that's about fun. right. They had a kicker, too, that had been there forever. John Casey. Yes, yeah. that was, yes. Casey, too, was another guy that had been there forever. And good. Yeah, and really good. good. Real yeah. consistent, really Made a good. lot of. A lot of uh, big kicks for sure. For Josh Carol. Norman? Are you going to go Josh Norman? No. Yeah, I don't know. 
a little overrated. Got there. himself paid though. That he did. He did. Yep, he did. That he did. All right. So that leads us to the last big NFL question Ooh. of the of the season, which is Joe Winston is off the board. There's only one guy left. It's Cam Newton. Mm. Is, Cam, is Cam Newton gonna play this year? Is he gonna sit out the year? We, the Patriots now on all of the the on all of the sites, including I believe FanDuel, are mm-hmm. are predicted now to land him. Right. And, you know that they're going to sign him, but I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not certain on that. So like we got before we end this segment, we got to find a fit for Cam Newton. Like I, or or maybe we think he's on TV next year. I don't know. It's so. If I'm Cam Newton, I got nothing else to prove. I got no problem with falling in a career and uh, and going and creating your own fashion line and do whatever the hell you want, man, because uh, nobody's going to say anything uh, bad about you, man. You, you played the game. You got absolutely zero help your entire career. You probably should have been able to play an extra five, six years, but uh, that organization just did not do right by you at all uh, in getting you uh, protected. But... If he wants to play, and all indications are he's um, he's got a chip on his shoulder now, there's only only two places I could see him going. I could see him going to Jacksonville, or I could see him going to the uh, to the Patriots if he wants an opportunity to start. Right. If he wants, to I don't start. think it's going to be either of those two teams. Yeah, I, I don't know where else he can start. I mean, Jacksonville doesn't want to win, Joe. Well, like, that's, yeah, that's I, a good I, point. I think you know, you bring in Cam Newton, you may win some games. You're gonna win a few games, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah and and yeah. listen, I like Minshew, but we gotta get real. Like, you know, Minshew's not winning more than six or seven games at best this year Where for the Jaguars. Where else is he gonna start? I mean, it's not that he. I, I don't think it's than... as a starter. I, I, well, first of all, I gotta go back to the Raiders and right. just leave them, leave them open. Okay, <laughs> that's a good possibility. The, You're right. For the conversation. Yep. You know. Yep. Um, and then I have one more that's outside the box. That I think that you're going to probably say no, but when you think it through a little bit okay. more, maybe there's a chance. And this this will be my prediction. Green I Bay. predict. No. <laughs> no, because he'll do a one-year deal, right? One year, absolutely. The Rams. Yeah, I know. I thought about that, too. But, you know, you just tied up all that money with, with God. Are they willing to admit it was a mistake? Well, not yet. But maybe just in case you have Cam Newton. So do you think he is signed before training camp or do you think he is signed somewhere during the season? I'm with you. I don't think he plays. Like, I I don't know. Like, I I just, if I'm him, I don't look at any of these situations as enticing. And he's better than Jameis Winston. He should not have to say that. He should not have to be a backup in the NFL. How are we at that point right now where he must be hurt? Cam the only Newton. Thing I can think of. Yeah, and everyone's saying, you know, he's saying, I mean, he is bent. He was bent out of shape when Carolina turned their back on him. So, I mean, he is. He should be. He, he should be. And he's better than half of the starters that are in this league For right sure. now. Um, but the, to me, it's got to be a matter of fit now. Do I see him? He might be a little bit too um, careless uh, for a Bill Belichick uh, style offense. I, I just don't see that happening. I think that Belichick wants to go with this guy Stidham. Like I, I, you know, the drafting a quarterback, all that would have done is create a controversy. controversy. And, and I think it's going to be it's Stidham and Hoyer. So I mean, the Raiders definitely have to be in the mix. It ain't and Miami we, now. I, they would have been in the mix, but yeah, no, 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 now. Right now. no. But it's but I think it's just basically one year, mm-hmm. ten million, right. seven million, and not playing. You know, I mean, that's, I mean, the, so a couple of people mentioned the Bears. Is the Bears still a possibility? Absolutely. How, Absolutely. Who's Although the Bears paying start? a lot of money. They, they have well, two guys? They've got a couple of weeks where they have to pick up the option on. Uh, oh, Trubisky? Yeah, Trubisky. Oh, so they let Trubisky. Do. Oh, so then he'd be a free agent? He'd be a free agent, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they so wouldn't then, pick yeah. up that option. This would be his last year with the Bears, basically. Well, if they do pick it up, then I, can't, I just, I can't find a fit for him. Yeah. So I'm thinking he's on TV yeah. this year. Maybe, maybe uh, not starting. I don't see where he starts unless Pittsburgh wants to go get him. Um, right. But they're going to give Ben the full year. It's like I could see them pulling the plug on golf with the Rams if it doesn't yes. start well. Yes. I, like I, five I games in, six games in. That's why you have Cam Newton, you know? It's so hard. I and mean, You got him. I don't it's, a one year it it's a one year. Pro- if I'm Cam, tell him that I'm willing to go play for Kansas City as a backup. Go yeah, get yourself a ring. Go get a ring. Yeah, you know what I mean? Go get yourself a ring. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you know? so. Why not? Yeah. 
it, it's right, really right. interesting because you're right. I mean, he deserves everything and all the accomplishments, and he's a Hall of Famer, and yet crazy. There just doesn't there just doesn't seem to be a fit for him. What about make- Dallas? Only if only without Prescott, I don't think he plays a game. You know, Jerry, don't like we have to find a quarterback that could get benched early on in the season. I think that I think that's the spot that he would go to. Expectations. It's got to be, but not but not a spot also with like a Tannehill because they don't want to create that dynamic. So you got to find a guy that's like on the way out, but maybe not like Oakland. You know, like that's I don't know. We it's an interesting conversation. All right, really is. We're out of time on this segment though. We'll come back next. Speaking of quarterbacks, we'll do our fantasy rookie quarterbacks right here on Fantasy Sports today. This is Sports Grid. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Joe Ranieri here with you as we get ready to take off for our Monday afternoon. But again, all the draft recap that you could possibly ask for throughout the day. Coming up a little bit later, Scott Farrell will be in the house coast to coast in game live. And then make sure you catch Dane and Joe on the early line. And uh, Joe, I know a lot of draft talk for you as well. I know that we knew that this was coming. We have it. Now we just need more, right? We need more sports. We need more things to be interesting. Listen, if uh, if the uh, NBA, uh, which announced, of course, that they're going to be opening up some uh, some facilities here and uh, in certain cities around the country, allowing for some uh, players to get back into the gyms, uh, I uh, I hope that is a sign of good things to come here. Certainly for Major League Baseball as well. What happened to the baseball card review? You made a promise. You have not yes. kept the I know, and then what happened is I ended up getting caught doing these uh, this whole thing, uh, this uh, technical directing of the. Now that the draft is over, I can assure All you right. they're coming. I assure. I'm giving you, you two weeks. To, uh, this week, you'll have it this week. I wow, guess. two weeks, Joe. As we dive into Joe's card collection, could Excellent. be anything: baseball, football, whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. I can't wait. Okay, now let's be real. Fantasy rookie quarterbacks mm-hmm. usually not that great. Last yeah. year, Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, startable for different points of the fantasy season, for sure. Came on a little bit later. He was okay. But in fantasy, uh, you know, this year in particular, there's really only going to be probably one, maybe two startable fantasy rookie quarterbacks this season. And I don't know that there's any at tight end. But we got to cover every position here in fantasy and in reality. So let's take a look at my top five fantasy quarterbacks now. Uh, I'll do this for 2020-21. I really didn't know which way to go with this. I'll explain to you why. First and foremost, Joe Burrow is going to start first game of the season for the Bengals. No sitting, no stopping. You know, who knows? He'll throw five touchdowns or five picks. Nobody has a clue. Someone will take him as their quarterback, two in fantasy, Joe. No one's going to start Joe Burrow right out of the box in game one in fantasy. No chance. But someone will take him. You're playing in a 12-team league or a 14-team league. He's your quarterback, too. You see what happens. If he ends up being good, great. Maybe you have a chance to play him. If it's a quarterback rookie type year, you sit him on the bench. But, you know, he'll be a later pick in a fantasy draft. Yeah, I, I do. I it's You just don't know. And we've always said it, too, Craig, that uh, half the battle with these uh, quarterbacks here when you're looking at rookies is where they go and uh, and who's going to help them move along. I I, you know, I think number five on your list is probably the most intriguing because I have no idea what to expect from him. Uh, but, you know, does Tua play this year? Does he sit out? How much does Justin Herbert see the field? And Joe it's Burrow. A mess. <laughs> exactly. It's like Joe Burrow, listen, we know he's going to be given every opportunity to sit there and succeed. Does he have the weapons? How good is that? They didn't go offensive line in the draft here. They didn't spend a lot of time. So. Maybe they're uh, they're happy with their offensive line. They kind of built that up a little bit last year. So uh, Burrow would be the only real guy that I think I would go after if I was going to do anything. That's it. Dynasty's a little different. Yeah, playing right. in a league for two years from now, sure. Uh, so I have two a second. Mm-hmm. You know, two or three games played for him this year. Right. Maybe maybe four. I don't think more than that. I really don't. There's just no reason for it. So. I mean, could he start four games? Yeah. 
Can you start right. 10? I don't think there's any chance of that. And there's no reason to rush him. So right. I would say no. Uh, I have no interest in Herbert either. I think this is kind of like a rebuilding year for the Chargers somewhat. So uh, even though the weapons are there with Keenan Allen and Williams, I'm, I'm just not interested in drafting Herbert. And I, I don't even think I would in the 12-team league at all. I just leave him on the wire. Easton is not going to play, period. Jacoby Brissett, God bless Jacoby Brissett for getting paid what he got. They're not even talking about Jacoby Brissett anymore. I don't know what happened to him. But now they got a new number one in Rivers. Maybe Easton is their number two eventually. But Easton's not going to play it down this year. None. Zero. Zip. I don't see it. And then, as you mentioned, Jalen Hurts. Uh, look, I like Jalen Hurts. And, and, you know, Wentz would, something would have to go really wrong for Hurts to play. But I guess that's what you're – I mean, I never root for that. But I guess that's kind of what you're rooting for. Right. And this is almost like, like – first of all, I think Wentz is better than Goff. But this is a similar situation to, like, a Goff-Newton thing. Like, Wentz would have to start off, like, two and five. Like, they'd have to have a really bad start. And even still, I don't know that Hurts would play. So, um, I think for the future, Hurts has some value here. I think in Dynasty, all of these guys are interesting to me. I may take it. I have a, a Dynasty draft that I'm in. And, you know, I'd consider any of these guys. But 2020, I'm out. Yeah. I just don't know that um, any of them. I do, I do think Eason is probably the most interesting here from the standpoint of there's got a, there's a lot of people I think this guy's got a uh, future here in the NFL. I don't, I don't know if he's going to get uh, a whole lot of opportunities, but maybe so. Listen, how many years does Phillip Rivers have in him? Honestly, we're being no, honest. I mean, he's got an opening for 2021. Yeah. I mean, that's the only one you can – I mean, look, Tyrod Taylor could have a great year and push Herbert back a year. I mean, that's possible. Right. Um, there's no chance of that with, uh, with Eason. Eason's yeah. going to get his shot in yep. two years too. Um, and also, I just want to mention, I mean, because I, I talked about him last week on the show, uh, Cole McDonald got drafted by Tennessee. He did. Um, a pretty good spot, I think, for him. I, I don't think he's going to play at all, but I don't want to ignore Cole McDonald because I do like him. And I think that if he makes the team, and again, you get drafted that late, there's no guarantee. But if he makes the team and he gets himself a shot, I think he'll be, you know, the Minshew type guy in the NFL. Yep. I, kinda, kinda I like thought him. Fromm was interesting, too, with, uh, yeah, no, with um, Buffalo there. That yeah. was... Uh, he know, expected a better spot, I'm sure. I, I thought a lot of – you know, even the Buffalo uh, GM was like, listen, we didn't expect him to be there. It's not like an indictment on Josh Allen, but obviously that he's Got too it. good a football player, too good a quarterback, obviously, for a fifth-round pick. Why not? Sure. No, you know? I think uh, – listen, and again, you know, you could always trade him for, you know, a fourth next yes. year. Yeah, exactly. And then we get to the wasteland of fantasy tight ends. This was the worst fantasy tight end season draft we've had in a long, long time. time. We had Hawkinson and Fant last year, and we were blessed with having two guys at the top, Irv Smith, too. We had a lot of tight ends. Uh, we got nothing this year, Joe. Like, I have Cole Komet at the top, and I got no interest in Cole Komet right now. None. Zero. Yeah. Maybe these guys on the Patriots, but with Stidham at quarterback or Hoyer, like, your, your general assumption is, oh, well, Stidham, because he, you know, quarterbacks, you know, they throw to the tight end a lot when they're not comfortable going deep. Really? With rookies? I yeah. don't know about that at all. And and it's a Belichick team. And, you know, outside of Gronk, there's never been a tight end that's really produced. Even without Gronk, when he's not in there, they've changed the game plan. And no yep. tight end does anything for them. So, and then this guy, Adam Troutman, honestly, I don't know a lot about him, Joe. Only film. That's it. He went yeah. to the Saints, and because he's on the Saints, I guess that there's a chance there because they don't really have a great tight end, I suppose. But yeah. this was not the year to have a fantasy tight end. No. If you were in Dynasty, if you were hoping to get one, I don't think you did. Is there anyone that was drafted for you? No. That's I mean, Komet was interesting just from the standpoint of that, that they're actually pretty loaded at tight end there in, in Chicago, and I'm shocked that that was the direction they went. Uh, because I do think he was probably the, the best tight end uh, in, in the draft this year. But a lot of these drafts, as you can see here, what, outside of the second round for Komet with the Bears, you know, a lot of third, fourth, and fifth round kind of guys. I, I don't know. I mean, it's always good to have depth, don't get me wrong, but, I, you know, it's uh, not exactly the year to, uh, to go out and get the next, best, uh, the next best thing here. If the Baltimore Ravens two tight end sets, uh, like uh, and I know Belichick went out and got one there, uh, there with yeah. Dalton Key. I, I mean, who knows? I, I have no idea. It wasn't a great year for uh, for tight ends at all. Oh no, and I, and I you know even even Komet. I mean, I'm just 
I mean, I got to know who the quarterback is and right. see what, what their attempt is. It right. was a bizarre pick. I don't think a lot of people thought that the Bears were going to. Strange. Gonna yes. With their needs? A little weird. Yeah. And so in the end, I think that, I mean, there were a lot of teams that had really good drafts. I think mm-hmm. Baltimore in particular, as you mentioned, ended up coming away with a lot of really good players. We, I think we both agree that Cincinnati did as well. Yep. Uh, Miami, for the most part, I think, uh, had a pretty successful draft. I would have liked to see them get a running back. They, they really right. didn't. You know, they're saying that they don't need one. They got Brita, but you know, Brita's not the same as getting Dobbins or getting Swift or something Getting a like rookie, that. right. And and then at the bottom, um, I mean, Green Bay was like last easily. I don't I don't even think there was a competition. Was there another team that, that besides the Packers that was unimpressive out of this? Uh, the Packers were definitely up there. I know there's a lot of people scratching their head with the uh, with the Raiders as well. Yeah, because uh, they went. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, a lot of people thought that maybe the Seahawks, uh, of course, had some. They made some very strange moves and strange uh, selections as well um, during the draft there, and uh, a lot of not excitement. I think also the Steelers too were another team that a lot of people kind of looked at and was like, "All right, Chase Claypool." But Alex Highsmith, uh, Anthony McFarlane Jr., they, it's like not a whole lot of excitement there in uh, in Pittsburgh land. But of course, you know, you don't want to, the Bears, uh, you don't want to win or at least be the winner of free agency. You don't really want to win known as the, oh, they won the draft. Eh, I mean, if you're not going to have a, a whole lot of draft assets like the Raiders or like the Dolphins did, and then basically you're just you're kind of drafting to fill needs and that's never going to be sexy or considered to be real exciting by fan bases at any stretch no i I think you know for the most part i mean you mentioned the team cincinnati i mean uh, arizona had simmons slide Mm -hmm. i certainly think that that was a good one dallas of course having the wide receiver slide to them as well um you know green bay was really the one i think that you know probably sticks out the most as the one team that, that didn't do it the raiders had risky picks. Right. I think that you can say that for sure. Um, you know, Patriots did not come away with a quarterback, but you know, who am I to yeah. judge what Belichick does? Like, not even fair at this point to say anything negative about them. I love Philadelphia getting rigor. Mm-hmm. Um, no, beyond that, I, I think that you know most teams are going to be really happy with what they got, and then, but you know that that's not going to always work out. Yeah, you know, that's part of uh, that's just yeah. part of the game. No. All right, so uh, moving on to a couple other quick notes before we get out of here. Uh, report today saying that when uh, Major League Baseball teams are allowed to announce transactions, um, you know, actually, just someone who doesn't report a lot, and I apologize for not giving him credit properly if indeed he is correct, although the San Francisco writers are basically saying that he's not, is that Yasiel Puig okay. will sign with the San Francisco Giants. When uh, when this is all said and done, now Joe, we know that uh, Puig has been doing a lot of great charity work during the pandemic, both in Miami and in Los Angeles. But uh, Puig is basically essentially left without a home. He was asking for a lot of money from different teams, including Miami. But I think the league is better with Puig in it. It's just that if he goes to San Francisco, it's twofold. First of all, he's going there in order to uh, fill a void in the outfield, and then will be traded at some point when they can trade him and get something for him if there is a trade deadline of any kind. And the other part of it is that, how about that? Like, you don't see a lot of Dodgers to Giants in terms of free agency. That's a pretty sick robbery, and that would be really interesting to see that play out if they have games in San Francisco. (laughs) Very interesting to see how that works out. Because it's not something that you would normally expect uh, ever, really, in that type of situation there that, uh, wait a minute, Giants and Dodgers did what? They're swapping player. He was pretty popular with the Dodgers, man. Let's be realistic here. They they thought the world of him for a uh, for a while. Yeah, no, and and I think that he's basically the best free agent that is that wow. is still out there. Yes, so. absolutely. And I mean, look, everyone's pretty much signed at this point. And you know, from Puig's perspective, he already made a big mistake. Yes. Because if he would have signed for less money yep. and taken a contract with anyone, guess what would have happened? He'd be getting paid right now exactly without playing. Right. Yep. And, yep. He, you know, I guess he said like last week or the week before he told the Miami Herald that he wasn't even sure if there was going to be a season or not. And again, some of these reports you always have to take with a grain of salt, but it is a pretty good fit for him in San Francisco, considering the team isn't going to be very good. Yes. Um, Speaking of which, a buddy of mine in Vegas uh, reached out to me today, Joe. Uh, You know, we had a couple of bets down in Vegas and very sadly sent me the text. 
that the uh, casinos are going to be open. It's a sad and happy. The happy is, you know, the casinos are going to be open again in the middle of May, it looks right. like, at least, you know, with some social distancing going on. Right. And then the sad was that, and I'll get your money back, and you know, for the bets uh. that we split. <laughs> because, you know, they're refunding all of the future. Yeah. It's never bad anytime a conversation starts with like you're getting your money back. It's not that's what you true. want to hear. I guess that's true. But, but it's I, I never felt really bad. good about my bets. Right. I really like yeah. my bets that never I made. Never a you bad know? situation when you get a call from Vegas regarding getting money back. <laughs> never a problem, man. Those are uh, those are conversations you hope to have more of than the other ones. Like, listen, you. Sorry, I don't have any money back. I don't. I don't think more. I'm making any bets this year. Any futures bets. I can't, not on a futures market. I don't I don't even know how. I, I still like not even, even when they announce sure. stuff, I don't think I'm gonna do it. No. I, I listen, I, I thought I had a pretty good handle on uh, the direction we were gonna go for the major league baseball season, but I don't even know who's playing here at this particular point and how it's gonna be. I, I don't know the rules very hard. Even with the NFL, depending on when they can get together and depending how things go over the next couple of months, I'm yeah. still gonna be in the in the dark a little bit on how to approach especially all these teams with new players and rookies who might not be able to actually get together unless you're Tom Brady apparently just meets with everybody, whether right. the rules allow it or don't allow it. Uh, but it is kind of hard to figure out. I, I, I don't know yet. It would be very hard for me to be placing future bets on anything at this point. Yeah. And then, and then even placing future bets for 2021 based on not really seeing anything right. legitimate in 2020. I mean, that's, you know, going to be even harder of a conversation. So yeah, can't do it. Yeah, it just can't do it. I, I listen. I hope to have that problem where I have to make that decision. Of course. Of but course. it's uh, yeah, no. At this point, there's just nothing to from a future standpoint, even with this, uh, to to look forward to. Uh, you got to start looking. Even the golf, like the the future Masters and everything else along those lines, kind of hard to figure out because you don't have any idea who's going into where with what and who played what. It's Tough situation right now. For sure. But tomorrow's show, we'll be back and we'll look over mm -hmm. the NFL uh, season win totals and how they have switched, and a few of them did. So we promised yeah, we would did. do that. We'll do that on tomorrow's show for sure. Uh, once again, thanks to everybody who watched our programs over the weekend uh, and on Thursday night, our live draft coverage on sportsgrid.com. Really appreciate you guys tuning in, catching us on all the really hard work that everyone was doing, everyone behind the scenes, in front of the scenes as well. I uh, just want to thank everybody for allowing me to be part of it. And great job by you, Joe, uh, putting that whole thing together in a short period of time. So yep. appreciate that. And uh, for my co-host, Joe Ranieri, I am Craig Mish. That will do it for this edition of Fantasy Sports Today. But we'll be back tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. So make sure you tune in. We'll take a look at some of those updated NFL win totals and hopefully some news on sports getting back to reality. Until then, stay safe. For Joe, I'm Craig. Talk to you tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. Have a great day, everybody. See you. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.